hello and welcome, everyone. Guess what this is? It's the Loftus Party Podcast. Guess who I am? <laughs> I'm your host, Michael. Woohoo! Okay, we're going to jump right in. Here's how it works, you guys. Uh, we do a couple little segments here, and then we have a big, fat, juicy segment for the Patreon people. Do you know why? Because they're just a little bit better than you. <laughs> Ah, okay. That 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 amused me. That amused me. No, it's a very professional podcast, and we have a lot of fun, and the people are the best. You, you're great for tuning in. Tuning in? Downloading? Clicking play? Whatever. You know what you do, and you do it very well. Okay, so there's a lot going on right now. In fact, I'm thinking about calling the whole show uh, something in referencing just all the noise. All the political noise that's going on, all the uh, insane little stories. I'm going through my notebook, and we might do a do a little dirty notebook segment too. Uh, dirty notebook section uh, is when I go through my notes of uh, maybe you know jokes, ideas for jokes. It's kind of fun, but here's what I'm doing. So I I, I make. My notes, you know, throughout the week. Oh, I want to talk about that on the podcast. I want to talk about this on the podcast. Oh, that's a great podcast story. I should do that. I should do this. Holy crap. I I try to, you know, do them like in some semblance of, of importance, but I'm, I'm looking at the stories. Here's some of the stuff that's going on. And I honestly, I, I know, well, I guess I do know what, what 3,000 hookers in Davos. <laughs> That's just, that's just, that's just, that's a fun one for later. Uh, the FBI giving up on the Supreme Court leaker. Um, more vaccination news. Uh, there's, uh, oh my gosh, the debt ceiling. Here we go with the debt ceiling. Uh, David Crosby passed away. And then Biden with more documents. They keep coming in with this. Uh, oh, and then the World Economic Forum. So I gotta, th- I gotta think... I, I'm not. It's not ironic. I think the World Economic Forum is the is the biggest story because it all kinds to it all seems to like trickle down from the World Economic Forum. Yes, I know the the Biden document story is very juicy. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot to be uh, you know discussed there, and there's a lot of juicy hypocrisy. But really, ultimately, what's that going to change? What's it going to change when you go, ooh, look at that. They found another set of documents, which they did now. They're up to six. But but for real, what's going to change? So the thing that I want to know is who put it all into action? Who decided to kick uh, Biden to the curb? And And then I really think that the World Economic Forum, that is the – that's the biggest one. They, uh, I've, I did a couple videos about them uh, last week. Just about this this crazy. Oh, and then I have this thing that I wanted to do about all the all the things that we didn't uh, vote for. All the all the things, and they come out of the World Economic Forum. So yeah, we can have some fun with Joe Biden and the doc. They're, they're, they're showing now. Yes, the Chinese government. Uh, funded the think tank, gave tens of millions of dollars to that Pennsylvania University or whatever the hell their name was. 
There was a big fat diamond they gave to Hunter. There was documents found in the garage. There's more documents found at that house or another house or... Okay, so we know the dude, we know the dude broke the law. We know he had classified documents that he wasn't supposed to. And now we know that uh, that China was bankrolling the think tank and giving money to the university, and China was giving Hunter Biden uh, diamonds, big fat uh, ginormo diamond. That laptop was a treasure trove. Which uh, let this just be a little reminder: the FBI opened up their investigation into Hunter Biden over taxes in 2018. They had the laptop in 2019. Let's go ahead and check our watches. Oh, that's right. It's 2023. So we got issues with the FBI. We got... It all seems to come back to, like, and I know I've said this before on on the on the podcast, and everything that's transpired in the past four years and even longer really but we'll use four years as the marker because we'll go with we'll go with uh the wuhan the covid everything on everything makes sense really simply if you look at it through the eyes of a supervillain, and i i just can't get over that and the thing that i wrestle with is you know you have all these stories like oh man the document story oh my gosh the fbi oh my gosh this oh my gosh that how do you convince people, not convince people, but get people curious. It always frustrates me. My goal, one of my goals, is to get people to be curious. People who aren't already here. And I, and I think, oh my gosh, and then we gotta, I gotta write this down. Steven Crowder, that's that's another one. Steven Crowder and Daily Wire, we'll talk about that too. Uh, I'm writing it down in another colored pen. So here's my outlook. I'll just be really honest here. All of these things are going on. You know, the, the there's there's food shortages. They're 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 freaking smuggling eggs across the southern border. <laughs> they're smuggling like chicken eggs across the southern border. Like that's that's shocking that that's happening in, in the United States of of America. So, so we're not, we're not um, above the fray here. There's still, uh, there's still baby formula shortages. There's still uh, antibiotic shortages. There's still baby medical medicine uh, shortages. Tylenol, Advil, Motrin, stuff like that. Now eggs are so expensive, you know, because of some they they're blaming it on a bird flu. Why don't those chickens get the shot? Why don't those chickens wear masks? They're smuggling eggs in. So my point is this. There's real problems. And how do you convince people who, not, who aren't already wondering, questioning? How do you convince them? How do you get them to be a little curious? Because that's what I want to be. One of the things that I want the, uh, the YouTube channel and the, the, the website, everything to be, is just to be you know, fun, upbeat, but then to get, I want the, I want to get the strays. I want to get the people on the left who are like, huh, I never thought about that before. That's what I've been really trying to do. There's enough people screaming at people and there's people who scream at other people really, and it's really entertaining and and, and all that good stuff. 
So to me, it's uh, the big story is the is the World Economic Forum and the Associated Press. That was one of the things that I did on the uh, the YouTube video. Was like the World Economic Forum just comes right out and and says these things, and then pretend and then we're all supposed to pretend like they didn't just say them, and we're all supposed to pretend like they don't have the financial means to implement them. It would be really the World Economic Forum would be really really funny if it was just a bunch of weirdos, you know, at a conference center in Davos. That would be, it'd be really, I mean, George Soros and the accent and you will eat the bugs, it'd be hilarious. But then you factor in that, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab and George Soros and Bill Gates and all these people, they have a ton of money. And they know to use how to they know how to use that money as leverage. That's when it gets really uh, disconcerting. Bill Gates is buying up all that farmland. What is up with that? Is it legal? I'm sure it is. But yo, dude, what's the plan? Why do you need all the farmland? And they tell us this stuff like, oh yeah, they had some guy, <laughs> they had some guy up there. Oh yeah, I switched to. You know, you won't eat meat. You won't eat meat. And then this guy's like, oh, I switched from not eating meat and I eat bugs and it's wonderful and all this stuff. And then you go out there and you're like, hey, I, I, uh, I think they want us to all to eat bugs. And then you're told, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, it's conspiracy theory. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> Is it? And, uh, and digital banking, digital currency. And it would be one thing if it was uh, really spurring on information that would make people's lives better. But all of this stuff seems to go towards uh, control. And every time they implement these policies, it, it goes horribly wrong. So anyway, I don't want to get too, uh, too dour or doer, however you pronounce it, doer, dour. We got to get into some fun stuff. Uh, I'm just... It's a it's a rough time of year for yours truly. I don't know if you guys uh, are uh, this is it the seasonal affective disorder. I got that stuff. I got that stuff. Ooh, -wee. it's just I can only hold I can only handle so much uh, cold and dark, and then I I just I reach a limit. <laughs> I reach. I gotta hit a tanning bed. <clears throat> or something. Okay, so we'll talk about the debt ceiling here in a little bit. The documents I really don't care about. The documents I I honestly don't care about. But here's a here's a great uh, conversation. Throw this into a conversation. There's a, a dude. Oh my gosh, what's his name? I'm horrible at this. I'm horrible at this. I I met this guy. Uh. He's one of those new dudes with the sub stack and all that wonderful stuff. And I, I just want to get his name right. Rasim Hasim? It's not Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. I'm making myself laugh too much. Okay. We all know who was uh, behind, you know, uh, George Bush getting elected. You know who the campaign manager was. Oh, man, that, that Karl Rove was something else. He did X, Y, and Z. And you know who uh, 
Trump's campaign manager. Well, that's Steve Bannon. He really did a whole lot of, and you know, you you, you know, uh, you know, oh, this guy, he 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 was the campaign manager of uh, you know James Carville. He was campaign manager for for Clinton. Everybody knows all these campaign managers. Nobody knows Biden's campaign manager. Like, if you were the campaign manager for the dude who got the most votes in the history of America, you're like, wow, I, I, it was, yes, it was me. I was the power behind Biden. I was the guy or gal who convinced him to do X, Y, and Z. And that's why he got 81 million votes. How come that person isn't a household name? Why isn't that person a household name? These people always, uh, they're always on Meet the Press. They're always on the Sunday shows and all this stuff. And this journalist, oh, and I'm, I can see his face. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I met you. You're a very entertaining guy. But he brought up that point. Like, why? Why don't we know who uh, Biden's campaign manager was? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. So, we, so we all know who it was. Manager. So it, her, her name, haha. Her name is. Jennifer Bridget O'Malley Dillon. My God, could you have a few? Could you have a f- f- few more names? Jennifer Bridget O'Malley Dillon, uh, campaign manager and the White House uh, deputy chief of staff under President Joe Biden. Hmm. She was the manager of Biden's 2020 presidential campaign, having served as the manager of Beta O'Rourke's presidential campaign the same year. Okay. So Jennifer, baby, that's why you have so many names. You you do a lot. You were you were you were Joe Biden and Beta O'Rourke's presidential campaign manager. Wow, aren't you a a busy busy person? I'm going to call uh bullshit on that. I really am. I am going to call uh I I don't really think that she was the uh genius behind behind the plan if she was she'd be bragging about it if it was like everyone else wanted him to do this but i told him to do that i'm a i'm full conspiracy theorist guy i'm full i don't think i don't think uh uh the rona was an accident and i think that's why you're not allowed to look into it and that's why no one wants to talk about where it came from because the truth might come out. I think the reason that uh, Pete Booty Judge and Bernie Sanders stepped down before Super Tuesday was to make way for Joey Biden, a guy who was just a useful idiot who could just keep the seat warm and would do what he was told. And now, when the uh, when the country's going to hell in a handbasket, and I think I think it's going to hell in a handbasket a little too fast. It's just going a little too fast for people. And you never know what Americans are going to respond to. Is it going to be the price of eggs? Is it going to be, oh, they're going to take away my gas stove? At some point, uh, the, 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 the people in charge need to feel threatened. They really do. These, these moron politicians, they, they need to feel threatened. 
by us, the people. And so now uh, they're going to get rid of Joe and try to put somebody else in there. And boy, howdy, uh, I got a name for you. And it's it's going to be worrisome. But I'm looking at my watch right now and holy crap, that went fast. Holy, and I haven't even touched my guitar. And you're like, thank God, I hope he doesn't. Too late. <laughs> I got a name for you when we come back, plus a ton of more stuff. I'm going to have to talk, start talking a little faster because uh, there's a boatload to get through. But boy, it just means the Patreon segment's going to be that much better. We'll be right back. Please enjoy this commercial break responsibly. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up. Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on. I know karate, I know jiu-jitsu, I drive like a gay, so when I'm coming to see you, see you. Welcome back. When we left, I promised you a name. And here goes Michelle Obama. Bum, bum, bum. I think that's going to be it. I think that's going to be it. You don't go into a plan like this. Let's say it is a plan. Without some kind of uh, uh, knockout uh, blow. You want to you be able to seal the deal. You want to be able to finish the deal. And with the whole Biden uh, document thing, it kind of counteracts the uh, the FBI looking into uh, Trump. Because I think if they were going to bring charges, I don't think you can run for president if there's like active federal charges against you. Uh, so that I think that was the plan there. Oh, we'll get him on this documents thing. We'll charge him that he can't run. And then we'll deal with, with, uh, with DeSantis in this way because we'll call him a book-burning Nazi and yada, yada, yada. However, with the uh, the Biden document thing, it kind of cancels out the Trump charges. You know, it's like, check, check, you know, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you, mo- you moved your uh, rook, I moved my bishop. So now that it's that, that level playing field, uh, you got to get 
you got to be able to go one better. And I think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I really do. It's not going to be Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom might run. I don't think Gavin Newsom uh, Newsom, uh, stands a chance. Okay. But boy, howdy. Uh, This is why you got to go full tilt boogie on uh, paper ballots, uh, honest elections, voter ID, get rid of the computers. I mean, that has to happen like yesterday. We have to, it's a race. It's it's a race between that and the World Economic Forum. And man, uh, get more upset. I would highly encourage everyone to get more upset. It's, there's this strange nobility in just, uh, this, it's like this fake nobility that people have. Like, oh, I'm putting up with this. I'm putting up with that. And, oh, these rascals are out of their mind. At some point, uh, they have to have pushed us too far. At some point, you just have to go, uh, no. N- no. The answer is no. I'm not going to be doing that. And you see these people on Twitter like, stop paying your taxes. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do that. Uh, but, uh. They have to know that uh, we're getting upset. Uh, Okay. Oh, just one more thing. Two more things about the World Economic Forum. One more thing, really. It's the the 3,000 hookers. That's just great. 3,000 hookers in in Davos. But seriously, if if you're a hooker in Europe, what, you're not going to go? Like, there's a bunch of rich people, like, like freaking billionaires flying in from everywhere, and you know they're going to want a piece of ass? If, if you're a hooker and you're not in Davos, you're, you, you should turn in your hooker license, which actually might be a, a thing uh, in Europe. Okay, this is another big one. Uh, and then we'll get to, oh, we'll get to uh, Crowder and the Daily Wire and all that stuff. That's worth talking about. The, uh, the FBI or whoever was looking into the Supreme Court leak, leaker, remember that? The person who uh, leaked the, the brief about, uh, oh my gosh, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, yada, yada, yada. They, they gave up. They can't. We're not going to waste our time with that anymore. We have, we have January 6th people. We have people who are taking selfies at the Capitol that we have to track down. We have to use all of our resources for that. We, we certainly can't look into uh, things that were happening in the Supreme Court. It's laughable. Uh, the DOJ uh, and the FBI are just an absolute joke. And I want to think that we were part of uh, this whole movement just to actually just get rid of uh, the FBI. Just break it up and rebuild it in different little segments and have different oversight and we got to gut the DOJ and it, it, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And when let's think about uh, more things that the FBI couldn't do. We don't know. We don't know uh, the motive of the Vegas shooter. That guy evidently had a, a couple of laptops with him along with a bunch of ammo and stuff but the Vegas shooter, let's see, you know, he had his laptops, but oh my gosh, they didn't have hard drives. Mm, finger snap. What are you going to do? Yeah, because that's what you do when you have, uh, when you're about to go 
on a uh, on a killing spree, you make sure to take your laptops that don't have hard drives because you need those with you because uh, they're so they're so useful for your evil plan. So the FBI did a real bang up job on that. They did a real bang up job on uh, finding out who the pipe bomber was on January sixth. The person who left the pipe bombs in front of the D uh, the the Democrat headquarters and the Republican head. They did a real good job with that. They're just a, a just a one heck of an investigative tool that you just can't you just can't get enough. And they're really not good at like you could take out you could take a laptop to you know, like a newspaper and go, hey, is this laptop real? And they can verify that in a couple of days. But that's a newspaper. Newspapers have different abilities. Like the FBI, uh, you know, you can give them a laptop that belongs to a Biden. Uh, You can give that to them in like 2019 and that could take uh, 2020, 2021, That could take four years just to getting around to trying to verify if that's true or not. And, And while they're trying to figure it out, you got to have to have, you know, 51 members of the intelligence community, you know, sign a document saying that it's, uh, you know, has, this has all the, the earmarks of Russian propaganda. Holy crap. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw uh, Tucker Carlson the other night. This was like, this was like, an, it, it just it occurred to me. That's why I had the holy crap. If you haven't seen this, you got to go on YouTube and 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 look at it. Tucker Carlson just like casually starts talking about how the deep state and the intelligence community has just taken over our government. He talked. It was just he was just so like casual and matter of fact about it. Made a lot of allegations. He's like, hey, did you know that uh, Richard Nixon was the most popular president? Uh, in the history of our republic, yeah, everybody loved Nixon. Oh, and then Nixon uh, casually said to somebody that he knows uh, that it was the intelligence community that killed JFK. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to tell them all about it. But then Nixon had to go. And you're like, wait, whoa, what, what, what? Who did Nixon tell? that the? Wait a minute, what? Go back, rewind? And then he goes on to talk about uh, uh, Bob Woodward from Woodward and Bernstein was just like some just nobody naval intelligence officer. And then one day he just quits doing that for no reason. And the next day, hey, you're a journalist at the the Washington Post. Wait, what? And then he gets this story about Nixon. Wait, what? And 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 then a bunch of the guys who broke into the Watergate Hotel were intelligence agency. Well, wait, what, what, what? It was just, I invite you all to watch it. And listen, Tucker, I hope you're okay. I hope you've got some really good security. Uh, I hope you got a ring doorbell and a gun, to say the very least. Uh, Now, were I a a, a real... uh, I wish I could play the audio for you right now. Would be super entertaining. But to make these kind of allegations, and, 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 and there was more, which it's beginning, it's really looking like uh, it is the intelligence community that's kind of uh, running things. We have to really shine a spotlight on all of them, on all of this stuff. We need, we need to know what in the heck is going on. I really don't want to play make-believe. 
I don't think playing make-believe uh, is the best way to go. We're a really successful uh, country. We're a really successful country. And we're more successful when the giant intelligence community apparatus doesn't lead us around by the nose and, and go do weird things. Like, oh, I don't know, uh, secret chemical weapons labs, little bio labs in the Ukraine. I'll still not get over that. I'll still not. If you posted about secret bio labs in the Ukraine, you would be flagged on Facebook because evidently they weren't secret. That was their problem with that one. The, the oversight people. Oh, they weren't secret. They weren't secret. Holy crap. Um, yeah. So all of that needs, we just have to keep raising holy hell about it. We just have to keep raising holy and ask way too much. Ask way too much. That's why I always go, uh, you know, I, I want the FBI disbanded. I want them completely torn because then people go, that's crazy. You can't disband the, the, the FBI. What, what you could do is what? Rip it apart into separate little, yeah, okay. I'll settle for that. But oversight like you've never believed. Okay, so let's get into this while we still have a few moments here. Boy, this Canadian healthcare, this, this government suicide thing is really crazy. Uh, you do not want government healthcare. You don't want government. And, and Canada's gone crazy. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about stroke season. There's a new, there's so much going on. Oh, the offspring. I'm looking at my Prince Harry. But before we do that, we'll, we'll do, um, we'll do uh, 1.2 million getaways this last year. Shut up, shut up. We're going with Steven Crowder on the Daily Wire. Okay, because I want, I want this to be in the, the meat and potatoes of the show. So, as everyone kind of, I think, misses the point in all of this, or misses the good, I will talk about the upside of it all. If you don't know what's happening, congratulations, you have a busy life. So it turns out the Daily Wire was trying to convince uh, Stephen Crowder to come over and, and, you know, and work for them, for their umbrella company. And uh, so they offered him a bunch of money. Uh, Stephen Crowder, Stephen Crowder came out, he started this whole thing uh, by making a very public announcement on social media. He's like, some of these com companies are lying to you. They really don't want to, uh, you know, solve the problem. They don't want to, you know, really push the conservative agenda. They're, uh, they're in cahoots with big tech and they're, they're lying to you and it's a giant, like, and so that's, holy crap, I'm going to watch that. Who's the, uh, who's the big conservative media company that's lying to me that's in cahoots that's that's working with big tech and uh so he comes out and he says it's the daily wire and i'm like huh what that didn't make a lot of sense but then steven crowder's like i'll tell you all about it tomorrow on my you know youtube channel so then before he can do that jeremy boring jeremy boring i might i'm still going through the change i'm going through puberty uh, Jeremy Boring from the Daily Wire comes out and he he goes, here's what happened. We made Stephen Crowder an offer. It was a multi-page offer. This is like the first, this is like the first step in trying to reach a deal. I'm going to go through the offer uh, bit by bit. It's a really long video. 
but he walks you through the entire offer. So he kind of like stole the thunder from, from Steven Crowder. And one of the things that Crowder took umbrage with, and this is what, what Crowder's really, uh, this is where the split is. Oh, Daily Wire was going to pay uh, Steven Crowder 50 million bucks. 50 million bucks for four years with an option on two more. That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. And then Steven Crowder, uh, and even Jeremy Boring was there was a, there was a part in the in the proposal, not the contract, it's a proposal, saying that hey, uh, if you get deplatformed or or you get you know strikes on your content on YouTube, uh, your your money's going to go down a little bit on that Porsche by by twenty percent. You know you're you're going to take a hit because, and I don't know what part of this. Crowder really got offended by. You'd really have to go out of your way to get offended by this. Daily Wire and Stephen Crowder both, it's a subscription model. They want people to subscribe. So what you do is you tease. You know, you go, oh, we're talking about X, Y, and Z. But if you want to hear what's really going on, boom, go to the website, get a subscription, and we'll tell you what's really going on. So... I don't know how many subscribers you you need to be like bulletproof, I guess. But that was Steven Crowder's thing. He's like, you you can't, you know, penalize me for having strikes on on YouTube. I'm not even monetized on YouTube anymore. But anyway, that's they could have settled that through negotiation. But uh, Crowder seemed to get really bent about that. Uh, that that oh my gosh, you're gonna you're gonna penalize me for X, Y, or Z. But to me. It's neither here nor there. I would just have him kill that part uh, of of the contract. Yes, it's a huge audience. That's why you're on YouTube. That's why I'm on YouTube. Because that's where the people are. You want to find a bunch of people and you want to go, hey, come over here to the website. So it's really uh, a, a tempest in a teapot, if, if you ask me. And, and Crowder wants to... Uh, you know, he says, I want to, I want to, you know, go on my own. I have 350,000 subscribers to Mug Club. So, dude, you're fine. You're fine. And Crowder's like, oh, I want, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the, the, the next conservative commentator and comedian coming after me. You know, I want to protect them. I want to help them out. I want to give them a leg up. Well, then, then, then do it, dude. Certainly, Crowder, you're, you're, you're not the villain here. He he secretly videoed. He secretly audio taped a uh, private conversation with Jeremy Boring. That was not cool, dude. That was not cool. You don't you don't secretly record conversations. Mm. But uh, but Boring's uh, Daily Wire isn't the isn't the villain here. Those guys know what's going on. They're they're, they're like they're they're trying they're doing they're doing what the Loftus Party's doing. Like uh, Loftus Party, we do that show tonight. We, it's it's a program, and that's a subscription based model. And I hope you're all subscribed to that show tonight because that's how we are surviving, and that's how we make more shows. That's how we make better shows. What what? If anything, the good news in all this, the giant silver lining in here, is that uh, Daily Wire has fifty million bucks to sling around. The Daily Wire is producing a boatload of content 
they're they're buying movies, they're producing movies, they're making original content, they're they're coming out with children's programming, they're doing all kinds of stuff. And then they got fifty million dollars to swing at uh, Steven Crowder. They're doing okay. Good for them. Stay in business. And Crowder, good for you. Stay in business. And if you want to help the next person coming up, then my gosh, do it. Maybe you'd like maybe you'd like to invite some of your mug club members uh to be subscribers to that show tonight, which is something I'm telling you, I would love it. I would love it. I would love to have Crowder as the host of an episode of that show tonight. We got Dave Landau coming up. That's going to be a great one. Okay, I've gone long. I've gone long. We, we, we've got so much other... There's so much more stuff uh, to cover over on the Patreon side. The Patreon people, they know what's up. That's the, that's the su- subscription right there. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. I went to the, uh, the, the mailbox place and I sent out... This is me. This is me. I don't have like a, a, a staff that does this. This is me. Went to the mailbox place... One of the things that Patreon people get, they get the extra segment and they get a t-shirt. I felt like freaking Santa Claus. It was so, it was so great. I'm like, okay, so this t-shirt, this is, this is going to her at this address. And okay. And this, and then like the lady at the UPS store was like, okay, so we get an envelope for that one. We were all organized and stuff. And like, I was, I was so happy, like walking back to my car after going to the UPS store and sending out the shirt. It was so, so thank you guys so much for doing that. All right. Um, so there you have that. Now we're going to swing over to Patreon. You guys are fantastic. I just have one more question. Um, why are those pants still on?